everybody, I'm Jeff, and this is Casual Chats in a Parallel Universe. My dad and I have been having daily conversations about family, history, life lessons, movies, news, music, and more. Now we are sharing these chats with you. So welcome to our podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Did, did you have any thoughts about this morning? About what we would talk about this morning? Yeah, I had some I'm thoughts. sure you did. I had some thoughts. I'm preparing my tea, though, getting that ready. Did you have any thoughts about what we Actually talk about? Actually not. We're trying to get re- ready for this trip, so. Oh, okay. I've been wow. busy with lots of other stuff. I mean, we could talk about that. We could talk about trips. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's... Uh, Heading out for almost for three weeks. We got a checklist going on. Oh man, your mother's in charge. You know yeah. that means right. Everything is organized. It is. Are we bringing the? Is the scooter all packed up? Is that coming along? Uh, not yet, but it, it will be. Okay. I, I got to charge up the battery and right. So, but uh, yeah, the scooter will be all ready to go. I know Sarah's excited to see her scooting around campus with you guys as she shows uh, you around. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, that would be an optimal use for it, I think. Well, I think we'll be using it, you know, I mean, a number of times. Yeah. Especially like uh, when we get to Gettysburg and. Oh. So. Mom will cruise out there on the battlefield. On the battlefield. (laughs) We've got a reenactment for scooters going on. Yeah. Can dress it up like a battering ram or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. As I understand it, she's going to be General Lee (laughs) in the reenactment. So that should be good on her little electric scooter. Right. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Get the four-wheel tires on there. and No, no, no. It's, it's, oh, a, no. it's a trike. Okay. Three-wheeler. Three-wheel tire. Well, I mean, so it'd be three-wheel drive. Right. I, I just, I just meant one-wheel drive. I just meant more tires conducive to a battlefield-type atmosphere. Oh, I see. You yeah. know, some mud and tires, well, something true. that'll really We We, put, we did put in. the all-terrain right. tires on there. Some so. tread yeah. of sorts. Yeah. Knobby tread. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you yep. guys are heading Gettysburg. Well, yep. we're headed up. We're heading up to see uh, the Baker people, mm-hmm. friends, friends, and the. Ba- I mean, for the audience that doesn't know who the Baker oh, people are, other are than they may oldest be just some and dearest chefs friends. And, well, they're children first, right? So one of their children we're going to see in uh, Maryland. Mm-hmm. That, that's our first, not our first real stop. And your yeah. first real stop is in Maryland. Yeah. Where in Maryland? Well, just outside of D.C. Okay. And then we um, we head up. I forget what the next stop is. I know we're- How far away is Maryland? How far away is that drive? Well, we're going to stop. Doing? We're going to stop just for an overnight in between. Oh. So- Okay. And where's that at? Where's the overnight? Is it just a, in, do, do we book a hotel? Do in, we book an Airbnb? What are, are you what kidding? Do? Your mother's got the whole deal- Scheduled out. Right. No, no, it's all hotels. Yeah. No, so you don't hotels. really partake. I do Jeez. not get involved in that <laughs> at all. I just, I do the driving. Right. I figure out the electronics. Okay. She tells you, here's point A and here's point B. You, how, you figure out how we're getting there. Well, it's all, if it was up to me, mm-hmm. I would just do a direct drive nonstop. And just go up and visit Sarah. Oh, all the way to Vermont. Sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, you do yeah. the full 19 hours? Well, I might stop it. I'd just stop. I'd find, you know, get tired, just stop. Okay. Pull into a motel, sleep, get up the next day and 
whole lot. I gotcha. But so you would mom. just you so if it were your if it was your trip, you would go until you were like, look, I gotta pull off. Well, I would, and then you would yeah. look at the various exits that are right there and just pull off. And, yeah, pretty much. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's a Motel Six or it's it's care. a Hyatt Regency. No. No, as long as there's... That is your mother's deal. She's got to have a certain setup Mm -hmm. in a certain place. Right. With certain amenities. Yes. Well, I assume Motel 6, would that would be out of the cards. Well, they keep a light out for you. I mean, what more can you ask for? It's true. So, no, I I think that's... I mean, I don't don't know whether that's standard for married couples. Uh, I guess the... Whoever the planner is, your right. mother's the planner. Yes. And since she's the one that has all of the requirements, then she's the one that picks it. I got you. If I picked it, you have she'd no say, well, wait a minute. I don't like that place. Well, what do you What do you like? I know I don't like that place. Right. So then I have to. I mean, I'm sure you enjoy, you know, a nice shower. If there's a, like you wanted to have a shower. Where well, I'm not in staying. Africa. And you would like to have an operable to- toilet, an operating toilet. I think that's pretty all pretty standard for I, any motel. I mean, I don't know. Some of these places. Oh, you don't know? No. I mean, who knows? Some of these places you have, get off at. Have you stayed in Maybe you find places these- that don't have a shower and a toilet? Uh, well, just one toilet, which wasn't enough for the four of us, yes. Oh. Because I pretty much need my own toilet. And I, from what I understand, I your, just, I just your co I, your co tenants uh, said that they wanted you to have your own toilet as well. Yes, they they do. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I mean, I don't need it all the time, but I when I need access, I need access. So that's that's true. You know, as you get older, things become every trip to the toilet becomes urgent. Okay, when you need to go, you need to go. Oh no. Okay. The, I that, thought that, that was pretty not, true, irrespective of your age. No. Sometimes you... you oh, you can just clamp it down and... <laughs> I mean, yeah. You can hold it for a couple of weeks. I mean, I think one thing that our audience doesn't know about our family is that we have an obsession with anything that comes out of the rear port. Oh, I think this is not appropriate. <laughs> Whether... It's your mother's going to be a gas. Well, I mean, she doesn't have to listen to this episode. We could put a disclaimer on that says, or or a little, uh, you know, she 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 will say, "Beware!" Is nothing sacred? I mean, oh my god! I mean, how could we not talk about this? This is like bodily function. I feel like this is a staple of our family. Well, we like either we like toilet humor, humor. yeah, or yeah, toilet humor, something that has to do with. The butt or pooping or something like that. It's always somewhere in that area. Where we were watching a TV show the other night, and they were talking about farting. Right. These are two doctors. Yeah. On television, this is they're talking about this one. One of the docs is that's his deal. He's always letting gas. I don't. I don't understand why mom is so appalled by. By the humor, I mean she's known you, you for. I oh, mean, yeah. did there, were there not red flags before no. you were married? She was she was raised by her mother, right? Her mother is the influence, yes, that causes all this. Okay, we were talking about this last night about manners. Oh, she's she's very into 
manners. Okay. Like, as, as an example, it was inappropriate of me to be wearing my ball cap at the dinner table. And I said, where where'd that rule come from? Right. It's just inappropriate. And I went, okay, it's... For you, it's inappropriate. For me, it's it's fine. I mean, it's your house. I feel like it's your rules. If she doesn't like say, the fact. She also doesn't like the fact that of uh, when you you know cut your food up on your plate, you know, and you need to move food onto your fork. Mm -hmm. You know, I tend to utilize my fingers sometimes. Right. That's that's a no no. Oh. I can't do that. That's another. That's manners. Is that only in front of company, though? This isn't. No, a, this, this is any. This is in front of your mother. Oh, this is full time. This is full time. Okay, yeah. this is a. Again, you have to realize from whence she was raised. Right. So, so even when it's just you and her sitting on the couch right. in front of the TV, that is it. <laughs> she can't stand the. She hat. looks over. She can't stand the hat on. Pushing and, a little yeah, food onto nah. your fork, boy. And the hammer's coming, I, the gavel's coming no, down. No, just listen, when we were first married, it it became a you know, a real argument. Real arguments yes. got because of that. Over the now, over the over now the pushing the food on I the don't fork or yeah, just, just manners in general. It's no, I just realized she's who she is. Right. I let her say she can say whatever she wants. Mm -hmm. And then I just say, look, I'm comfortable this way. <laughs> and if you if you don't like it, you can relocate yourself to a different area, or I'll relocate. Whatever, okay. whatever makes you comfortable. Right. But I usually stay because I'm the only one that can operate the television. <laughs> <laughs> so, and of course, your mother, you know, has to hold court. Right. So she says, "Listen, could you put the, uh, you know, the subtitles on?" Right. I said, "Okay." So then I put the subtitles on. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel then like she says, "No, no, could you could you increase the sound?" So song? she's conducting a smidge. She's, she's a smidge. over there. Oh yeah, and then it's the smidge. So <laughs> then I raise it, and that's not enough. It's no. another smidge. Right. But finally, we hit Nirvana. <laughs> then, <laughs> so there we are. Right. We're well, having. She a can hear. You can hear. And I mean, I feel like at that point you have performed a service, so you have earned the right to keep your ball cap on while you're continuing. Well, I hadn't thought about it, but yeah. that's that's a good point. I'll I'll remember that for our next argument. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I'm you provide a service, therefore you should be no. rewarded for said well, service. I mean, look, when when you've been married, we've been married fifty six years. Yes. And I knew your mother five years you. five so years before years. you know before we got married. So that's. 61 69. years yeah. I've been with her mm -hmm. and, you know, we know each other extremely well, oh, yeah. obviously, and we know each other's, you know, foibles yep. and I know exactly what buttons to push on her and she knows exactly what buttons and whether you do it consciously or subconsciously. Yeah. Right. The button pushing is always going on. Yeah. So, but we all, we have a, we have a great time. Really do have a great time. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know. I enjoy being with her. But getting back to the original point, you know, did she, I, I guess, so you're saying the the fart and poop humor, <laughs> that is basically. Oh, that's, that's. Uh, that, your, that goes back to manners. She your grand, No, it goes back to your grandmother. Oh. Your grandmother is the key to everything. Gotcha. 
She was a That's very... That's my grandmother on... On, on, your, mo- maternal, on your mother's side. Yes, yeah, my maternal grandmother. grandmother. Yeah, she was... She was a real piece of work. Yeah. I mean, not I'm, I don't want to paint her as this horrible person, but she had very, she was like a, you know, drill sergeant. Right. And, you know, mom was tasked with things and she had to, you know, this whole manners thing and the Southern Belle, you know, because your grandmother was uh, born and raised in Savannah. Right. So she... You know, Southern family and uh, very big into the manners and the whole nine yards. And so mom was, that was part of mom's upbringing. Which is interesting because her sister, Adele, Adele was not. Oh, no, she was. Oh, I thought she was more of a free spirit. Mm, I'm not so sure of that. I mean, she was big in the the manners too. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, not, not to the extent that your grandmother was. But the, I mean, the, the upbringing of the families were, plus the fact that your grandmother was the younger sister, right? And she was small, and she's kind of, yeah, she's cute, but she wasn't, you know, Adele was beautiful, you know, she, right. and she was the older daughter, and she attracted all the attention, and uh, Biddy, that was her name, is uh, just had to make up for it with. Uh, being a tough guy. Well, her real name was Emma Rose. Emma Rose. Yes. But she changed her name legally. Oh, she did. Yeah. To Biddy. She hated her name. So she changed it. That kind of indicates right. tough cookie. She ran the house. Your grandfather was, uh, he was along, <laughs> along for the ride. He seemed happy to be along. Yeah, I think so. Well, part. that was their dynamic. That was, yeah, it worked for them. Be interesting but she and I, be interesting she, she and I eventually. that love story. The the Norman Biddy love story came to be how they uh, met. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I know the. I know he was. She was. I don't know how the Jacksonville thing came up, but she was. I really, you know, I can't recall the, the the setup. I I, I do recall that uh, uh, Adele and her husband uh, moved to uh, Fernandina, right? Uh, because that's where he. He was actually born in Romania, and um, then his family, you know, came to the U.S., and somehow uh, they got down to uh, Fernandina mm-hmm. Beach, and I think he he was somehow involved in the shrimp boat business, I think, but I'm not Totally sure. Anyway, but you that was going to law school and the, no, no, no. This was the great. This was this was uh, Kitty's Adele's father-in-law. Right. Uh, was he was well, both her husband and the father-in-law were born in Romania. Gotcha. Then they moved, and they ended up in Fernandina. Then he went to. Law school. He went to college and law school mm-hmm. at University of Florida, and then when he graduated, he came back to Fernandina, of all places, and opened his practice. Yeah, because he, I guess, he wanted to be a big fish, a small pond. But um, I think they they met when he was in college, I or or law school. I'm not totally sure. She didn't go to college, but she met him at a. 
fraternity party or something, I think. Um, and, you know, it, the relationship went on from there, and they ended up getting married and living in Fernandina for, God, I can't even, they were there for forever, 60 years, yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, he died, I think she lived there for 60-some-odd years. Yeah, he and died he, when he I was died, pretty young. Yeah. I was yeah. I think I was only like yeah. eight or nine. But he was he was a big he was a big deal in in Fernandina. He was uh one of the top lawyers there. He handled all the bond issues, you know, for the city and the county and was instrumental in uh all kinds of development there, you know, real estate development, uh subdivisions and he and he and a business partner were involved in a lot of stuff. So he was he was very successful guy. Yeah, both as a lawyer and as a businessman. Yeah. So they had a very successful life, and and uh, but uh, Biddy Biddy met your grandfather, um, I think, sh shortly before the war, World War II, and I think um, they got married before he went in the service. I think. I forget where he was stationed. He was stationed somewhere out, I think in Texas or something. Could have been Mississippi. I just don't remember. And then after the war, he moved. Uh, he was, I think he got trained as a radio man. Mm. Yeah, and, I think you're right. Yeah. And and so he utilized that in getting into business. I mean, they were in various and sundry businesses, but ultimately that's where he ended up. His uh, He had his own uh, TV and radio repair shop, mm -hmm. and then eventually he um, bought a vacuum cleaner sales and repair, right. which that was his most successful business, and he did he did very well. It was uh, yeah, they had a, he and Biddy uh, had a had a really nice life later in life. I mean, I remember going to the the shop. I remember oh yeah, going and hanging out there and yeah, walking around. He was a real character. <laughs> He was a sweet man. He was. You know. Funny guy. Yeah. Ham radio operator. Because when I met your mother, he was, she was uh, 14. No, she was 15. I was 17. And uh, your your grandmother was not pleased that she was dating somebody, you know, two years older. Right. So that was. I mean, what would have been. Acceptable. Oh, somebody her own age. Her own age. Like somebody that was 15. Or just not. She or just not dating at all. No, no. She was dating. She she dated a, a few, you know, right? I mean, but such she as could it tell was. when you walked in the door, boy. That's, well, that's, I had here, a car. Here comes trouble, because you probably didn't take your baseball cap off when you came in. <laughs> so that was probably one issue. Yeah, I don't think baseball caps were not in vogue back then. So <laughs> chances are, I wasn't wearing a baseball cap. No, I she, she, I think she was she was concerned. Maybe a beret was that in vogue? What would? <laughs> Uh, a cowboy hat? No, I don't think so. Go Dion. Maybe a, uh, you know, sailor's cap. Okay. Yeah, maybe that would have been right. acceptable. Mm -hmm. No. Well, if you had come in in uniform, I'm sure she might have thought maybe a little bit. Well, I did. Highly. I came into my band uniform, <laughs> but that didn't seem to impress her did either. Did you bring your clarinet with you? No. <laughs> no, I didn't bring my instrument. I didn't want to. No. Besides my marching band, I was, I played the, uh, the, the bass drum. So. Oh, bass drum. Right. Okay. So for some that, reason, I thought you were on a horn of some sort when you were in the marching band. Well, when I started out, I was playing clarinet. Right. But then, 
in our high school band, the concert band and the marching band, you didn't necessarily play the sure. same instruments. Yes. So I played clarinet in the concert band. Right. And then, you were and then I percussion. played percussion. Yes. Started off with the cymbals. Mm. There you go. Hey, hey. And then I moved up to the bass drum. Because they saw that you had restraint. I had rhythm. <laughs> I could wail on that that sucker. But, uh, yeah, so. And I think I, I, I don't know whether we discussed that, but the guy that was the band director was a pivotal figure. We did. Yeah. 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 But uh, getting back to your mother-in-law. In an earlier episode. Yeah. Though. You would like Getting to back, back to your mother-in-law, she she and I didn't hit it off because she felt like I talked a good game but didn't produce a lot. Oh. She was actually very perceptive. Yes. So she had every right to uh, feel that way because <laughs> and at 17, I did that quite a bit. You should have been producing? I mean. No, I no, no. Know. Just, just you know, I was had these grandiose, you know, ideas. Right. Which rarely, if ever, came, came true. Yes. Does that remind you of somebody? I mean, Kogler's <laughs> are dreamers, you know. Kogler's are dreamers. Yeah. I, I think, and I don't think that's a that's a a bad thing to have have dreams that you you would hope to come true. But you know, I mean, wow, no, unattainable I, dreams are no, not dreams, unattainable dreams. But. It's it's just you're you're playing with your mind. You're lying to yourself because you don't have any intention of investing the time and effort that really is going to be necessary. Right. You know, I remember one time I just threw out, I would love it. I'm, I'm going to be on the Supreme Court. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> That's just, that ain't happening. You know, it's just not happening. But just you know, in conversation, you were just. Oh, I think I might have even been, uh, I, mean, I might have thrown that one away to your, uh, your grandmother, I mean, my we, mother, right? And and of course, I'm sure. I mean, her eyes didn't roll up in the top of her head, but I'm sure she went, sure, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Justice Kogler, okay, there you go. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it's. I had an aunt that was sat on the uh, Federal Circuit Court of yeah, Appeals, she got up there. was the chief judge, but uh, she, on the other hand, was uh, she could tell fixated that on achieving. She didn't just say she was going to do something. She did it. Right. So, but that was, but that's just, it's it's basically just a, it's a question of maturity. You know, the, that making highfalutin, just doing that is, is means you're, or it, it's an indication anyway that you're not mature. Sure. Yeah. So it took me a while to mature. Like 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's on on par. Most most men don't fully mature no. until they're fifty. I mean, I'm still getting there. I feel like mm -hmm. every day. Are you fifty? Not quite. Then you're not fully mature, right? I got another. Little it's still bit, going. A little bit more still than a year. A little bit more than a year. Then this next year is going to really gonna, be a pivotal. Oh, pivotal. Man. A pivotal. Pivotal year for me. Yes. Sorry. I think it's going to be exciting. I'm could be could be the big time. I mean, I I think there's going to be some some good change this year. You could be an owner in a in a uh, ice hockey team. There's that. There's that. Yeah. But I, I you know, hey, look, we're we're 
always reevaluating and working on our marriage and ourselves. And oh. I not to get into too much personal detail. Wow, for the audience, not right now, but you oh, know, we're later. We're, we're, we're gonna... maybe we're we're taking steps to <laughs> to oh, to uh, you know yeah keep ourselves moving forward and and becoming better. I think that's at, at our marriage and ourselves and as parents, all that kind of stuff. It's always a good idea to keep moving forward. Yes. It's like a boat trip. Right. Unless there's a a pier in front of you. Then wow. then maybe you, you might want to slow down, you know. Yeah. Consider and then move somewhere. Sure. Yeah. Or decide to dock it, you know, and get or, off. Or put it in reverse. <laughs> I think we're helping anybody or, out there. Or right relaxing. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So, so, uh, so you guys are working on your, on, on uh, adjustments? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just I, I, uh, coaching on various fronts. Like I said, whether it has to do with our, our marriage or our parenting life or uh, our, our, our own selves. Communication. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's always. Always communicate. That's the number one. There you go. Is communication. Language. It's watching, good to know where that where everybody's going. Well, and watching, you know, being careful what you say to each other and that's right. Manners. Yeah. Well, that's getting back to it, you know. So your mother always knows best. So gotta keep those manners yeah. in check. Well, I mean Noblesse oblige. Uh, you know, as far as I mean, I, I was up there for dinner at your place. Yeah. What was it Sunday? Sunday? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I observed mom using her hands eating dinner. I mean, we were eating, no. we were eating fried chicken. Not, oh, well. So, But that's, that's, that's an exception to the rule. Oh, it is. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, why? But you didn't see her using her fingers to push okra onto her fork, whereas you would have seen me doing that. I mean, I... Picked quite a few pieces up with my fingers and ate it that way. But so, it's, it's, see, in, in Southern sign. culture, it's okay. You can't use your fingers, but you could use a biscuit. Uh, you can have a biscuit and then use the biscuit to push the food over. Oh. See, that's acceptable. Okay. But letting your fingers touch that food, right? that's a no-no. Right. Well, don't you do no, that. But your fingers are touching the biscuit. That's okay. But that's a piece of food. Yeah, but it's it's an exception to the rule. Mm. That's how you learn manners is, see, they teach you. There's the rule, <laughs> and then the, there's the exception. The exception, yeah. gotcha. Like there's fried the chicken is an exception. Around. Okay. Yeah. So I think the key is to always have biscuits at the table. Maybe that's why they were always a staple on a southern table, well, yeah, was to I have mean, the biscuit. Let's face facts. How do you get, you know, how do you get the egg yolk up at the, you know, you got to get it all oh. off the plate. Oh, so. 100 on yeah. that. I yeah. Mean, Got to have some. So sort all of these, all these heart. exceptions to the manners rule, mm. very important. Interesting. Yeah, I know them all. I know the rules. <laughs> I choose them. not to follow them. <laughs> so that's just the way. I mean, I'm sure that's that, the way. I'm sure I there's roll. some rules that you agree with. You know, you're not a total. Oh no, I think I think your mother, your mother comes up rebel. with some stuff like that's, right. you know, but. I think it's particularly the rules that mom comes up with that you find. Well, I, I pretty much follow most, most of the rules I've, I follow. 
you know, except the, like making my own bed. No, right. That's not gonna that's happen. that crosses the line. Mm. Well, I mean, you have your own room. <clears throat> I do. You should feel free. But that that doesn't matter. She does. She goes into your room. That's allowed. Oh, of course. Oh, she's allowed to. Go. Well, I, I'm allowed to go in her room. Huh. Just just carte blanche entry, or you have to ask permission first. Well, if she's sleeping, you know, I kind of, <laughs> you know, open the right. door, sneak. Do you knock first? Do you have a little mm. kind of on the door and rap no, on the door? I just open the door and I go, hey. <laughs> I <laughs> I gotta leave. There's no. I'm I'm leaving to go on a right a mission. Okay. Yeah. There's no soft entry. It's good morning. Love. Go in and plant a little kiss on her forehead. Hey, sunshine. No. None of that. No. no. Just. Hey. No. I mean. I'm out. Yeah. I I try to you know like <laughs> knock on the door or make a little noise. Right. So. You don't try not to scare it. Like hold a mirror over the mouth. Oh yeah, just, just to, to make sure, sure. there's, there's yeah. breathing happening. Yep. Mm. No, I let mom sleep until she gets up. So <laughs> I get up, take the dog out, and do do my responsibilities. Right. And I await the entrance. The entrance. The yes. grand. Entrance. Yes, the grand entrance. Yes. Do you have trumpeteers that come as to, you know to announce the grand entrance? Uh. No, no. She just like kind that. of appears. Mm. You could have like a motion detector set, and up. then she gives me the look that has that recorded I'm, trumpeteer. So as she oh. wakes up outside the room, the trumpets could go off, and then an announcement that the, the well, grand- that's something we could look into to get to install. <laughs> that would be helpful because then I could just have her coffee ready, right? Instead of. Her coming in and looking at me and giving me the look, which is, you know, I really could use a cup of coffee. Right. And, and sometimes I'll play the game of, you know, not responding. <laughs> and then she'll how ask, does that, how does that she'll ask for it. No, oh, that doesn't go over real well. But she'll say, you know, I could really use a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sure you could. Right. You know. There's nothing wrong with your legs. You know, you could just go in and get it yourself. Absolutely. But but she, has, she is who she is. Well, she's also become accustomed to. That's true. You, you set a precedent. Actually, for a, quite a while, I actually served her coffee in bed. Yes. I would wake her up. But but since, since um, she's been having all of her trepidations with COVID. Right. And she sleeps very late. I have not been serving her coffee in bed. Hmm. You want because you want her to get up. Yeah, I want her, no. I want her to, to get as much sleep because she's oh, get as much. sleep. Yeah, because she guess. doesn't. Yeah, she has problems falling asleep. And I see. No, I mean Stacy and I have talked about separate bedrooms. Actually, right. Yes, because of the snoring. No, no. I mean, I just apparently. I, well, I mean, I get up in the middle of the night because of my own. You know, needs. As, yes. Yeah. Have to go use the bathroom. Facilities. Yes. As, right. you know, the men get older. Oh, the okay. The prostate doesn't work there you go. quite as well as it as it used to. So, so yeah, I got to get up and go to the bathroom. And apparently that wakes her up and then she can't get back to sleep. 
Wow. And it wakes the dog up. Is she a light? Oh, the dog sleeps in bed with you. Yeah. So and the dog can't go back to sleep. Either. Well, then the dog starts <clears throat> moving around, and then she, you know, and so I said, "Well, you know, there I could go sleep, sleep somewhere upstairs. else." Yeah, and, but she doesn't. She doesn't want that. Oh, okay. So, well, there you go. For now, I mean, you know, we'll see how for long. Now. For now, we're we'll we'll stay in the same bed. Well, that's, which I appreciate. That's, a, that's I, a good. I enjoy that. You know, the the tug of war of the sheets works the, either way. Whatever floats your boat. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. The dog farted on her the other night. Oh, geez. That really? was awful. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I mean, at least we thought. And that woke her. We up. thought it was a dog. It could have been her. I don't know. At <laughs> this point. Oh, man. If you're going to be in deep, <laughs> in deep, deep doo-doo. If she ever hears this. Woo. That's and something we don't talk about in our house. Like a, Cliffhanger. Never speak of your mother's bodily functions. Oh, okay. Well, you just did. That's a no-no. Yeah, Yeah, but I haven't spoken about any any specifics specifics. and and never will. Oh. No, that that would would be my trip out the door. (laughs) She's deemed that. Oh, that's that's not for public consumption. (laughs) That is... uh, but it could Private. be educa- it could be very educational for maybe so, know, but our our audience it, it out ain't, there. It ain't, it ain't worth my death. <laughs> so I'll keep it. Your to early myself. demise. Yeah, not, no, no, no. If you if you hear about me dying, you'll understand why. You may walk in with that <clears throat> cup of coffee and a guillotine will drop down, and and that'll be it, or something. A roll, okay, or a Dutch oven. Oh well, that's that's how she's gonna take you out. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, uh, move on to uh, okay. something else. Wow. I'm All sure right. there's something else that, that no, I mean, crossed your mind. We were talking about the road trip. Is, is oh, really yeah, where yeah, we were yeah. going with That's this? That's true. And yeah, we're so we were, you said, we were talking about that. You guys were going to take a quick stop on the way, and then, we're going to stop we're in Maryland, right? And then and we're going to we're going to hit. Uh, we're going to Gettysburg, right? And we're going to go to New Hope, Pennsylvania. Why Gettysburg? Just, just it's just on the cause. way, and it's something that that uh, mom's never been there before. Really? Yeah. And I've and I thought we went when we were kids. I thought no, maybe I went no. when I was at camp or something. Yeah, like I think that. you went at camp. But I've been. I mean, I was there a couple of times. Like you know, we drove up right just to one little location. Looked at that. I was on a business trip, so I've never had the opportunity to really. Um, you know, to go to the battleground. Oh. And um, so I was kind of studying up on it uh, the other night, just looking at some stuff about Gettysburg and just the number of people that died. And, oh, my God, I I didn't realize it was over 50,000 people died in this one battle. Right. Holy moly. So anyway, we're going to – I think we're going to spend a full two days there – Three nights, two days. Uh, then we're going to New Hope, Pennsylvania. Are you guys going to dress up? In, uh, no, we're not going to do reenactment the- <laughs> unless they have something for scooters. Right. Which we discussed previously. Yeah, we did. So, we did talk about that. So then we're going to go uh, to New Hope, Pennsylvania. And I forget what's – It's I think that's kind of an artsy, you know, uh, place. Where is this? I'm sorry. New Hope. New Hope. PA. Yep. And we're going to also go into the Poconos. Okay. 
And then we're going uh, in New. We're going through New York. We're going to go through the Catskills, Catskill Mountains. Wow, in New York. So you guys are really making a lot of. We're going to be gone almost three weeks. A lot of stops. Yeah. Okay. And then Burlington. Burlington is our final stop. Right. And uh, oh, but then you're coming back. Yeah, we're coming back, and we're going to visit our oldest and dearest friends, Carol and Arnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of Philadelphia, you know, and then we come on, you know, bopping on home. But no, no specific stops on the way home. Home's um, just kind yeah, of like, I, I um, have to look at the itinerary. <laughs> but more or less, it sounds like by that time you'll be ready to try and get back. Oh so yeah, but we'll still any... we, we still aren't going to drive any marathon. Right. Yeah, you know, I think the most uh, your mother just can't handle, and I'm not so sure I want to handle. Why would you know, do an eight-hour trip with your back? No, my back, my back is okay driving in the oh, car. It is. Yeah, no, no. You know, it gets old after a while. So I, you know, mostly it's like five, five hours, six, six hours at the most. But it'll be fun. We haven't we haven't done a car trip. You know, we've done RV trips, right? In different RVs over the years, but uh, I haven't done you know long distance car trip in geez a long time. So that'll a be long, fun. long time. You guys going to do like the license plate game or anything like that on your way up? You know, you got some things to pass. Your mother and I, there's never a shortage of things to discuss. You got a podcast maybe that you're going to listen to? No, we just talk. Oh, okay. It's it's amazing. Mad Libs? Huh? Mad Libs? Mad Libs? Yeah, you don't remember the Mad Libs? Where it was like the, it's it's like a, a... I don't know how you would describe it. It's like a tablet almost that you, with paper, and and they have stories and like you add oh, in like oh, the nouns and the oh verbs yeah yeah okay and, and yeah various parts of the no, story. No, we don't. I can't. Read, and I it always leads that's to not hilarity. Something she and I have ever ever done. No, we no. just managed to talk about you know current events or maybe Stacy and I should get y'all a little road trip care package. Together. Why we're we're happy doing what we do. I know, but I mean it could be fun. Yeah. You know? Okay. It could be great for the podcast when you come back. We can look at the Mad Libs well, I've got, that you did. I do have Audible on my phone, so I can pull listen up. to a book. Yeah, we can listen to a, a book. Okay. I'm listening to a two a two volume set that's all about the, uh, the government organized crime and uh, how the two fit together. Government organized crime. The government and organized oh, crime. And organized, organized crime. crime and the government gotcha. have been in bed together in various shapes and forms. Over sure. Years. So it's just interesting hearing, you know. How they made, how they. How it happened. And right. then it's all. Sort of like. This is woven around um, Jeffrey uh, Epstein. Mm. He's kind of the central figure and she uses all of this history in order to weave this story of how Epstein became ascendant and organized crime is involved in it and the government's involved in it. And it's quite interesting, quite interesting. How they work together sometimes. Well, I mean, how in this particular case, they managed to create this nut job, but he was, uh, he was involved in, you know, in, Government organized crime for quite a while. You know how government and organized crime work together? You know how they do that? Do I know how they do that? Manners. Manners. That's what it all That's what has caused it? Yeah. 
Well, that's what kind of it goes back to. So it's it's the government is there. They're the ones that have the rules and the etiquette. And then, you know, that's mom. And then there's the people that subvert those rules and etiquette, which so you would be, oh, you would be the organized oh, crime in, in that scenario. Wow. That's a, that's that a, that's an interesting uh, logical <laughs> extension. I'll have to remember that. One. Yeah, organized crime. Mm-hmm. That's man. That's stepping from <laughs> zero to a hundred <laughs> real fast. It's like being in a Tesla. But anyway, well, that sounds interesting. So, book you got an Audible. You know, yeah. So we could listen to not that your mother wouldn't be interested in you that got book the, you got the spotify you could pull it you could pull up a podcast we could. if you wanted to i mean we, we yeah. like the same kind of music so we could do we'll do a lot of music okay so we'll do that but uh can we get a little tease on the road trip playlist like what do we got oh it's always the same What's it's, going it's on? 70 you know 60s 70s and 80s okay you know a nice mix so the cutoff is the <clears> 90s that's it. There is no music after the eighties. Fifties. Yeah. No. 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 I don't listen. 90s I don't listen to any current nothing music. No, no, it's just. I mean, I've listened to it. Right. But I don't find any of it exciting or with a message. Every once in a while. I mean, every once in a while, something pops up. Like, I mean, uh, you said Dave Grohl really. Yeah, I like Dave. I like some so. of the Foo Fighters. Yeah, okay. that's true. All that's right. true. But that's you know, like tail end. No, I guess it would be what nineties. Yeah, it's like late nineties, late nineties, late nineties okay. right. into. So there are exceptions. The millennia. There. there are exceptions. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Bruno Mars, sure. Like I like me some Bruno Mars. Okay. Uh, he's he's really good, but it's really few and far between. I gotcha. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's not like a. It's more the the amount. beat. The beat of the music is more important, and I don't. Creative stuff doesn't seem. I was listening to some. Uh, did, did I tell you I was listening to Spotify? Mm. And you know, I had my playlist up, and all of a sudden, this voice pops up yeah. and says, "I'm your AI DJ." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a little. And I went, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> I didn't ask for an AI DJ. <laughs> and he says, "I'm going to play what you like, but I'm also going to intersperse some current yeah. hits." Sure. So most of what he came up with, I didn't like. Oh, but but you know, a couple of the items, more the couple of the hip hop pieces, I I did find enjoyable. Right. I mean, you guys have been watching shows on BET, and you know, I mean, now you're yeah, not so much. Oh no, that went away. No, not so oh, much lately. Wow. We're off. We're off of that now. Well, we were watching yeah. like the Chai, right? Which I the original the first couple of seasons were really really good, mm-hmm. or for us Jews the high, the high, yeah, yeah. yes. Well, it was about Chicago, so I'm sure right. it was more Chi Town, yeah, Chi Town, and that was quite. It's interesting as a white person to watch a story that's almost entirely about black people, mm. and yeah, I don't know. I mean, this this was produced, written, and directed by a black woman. Sure. So I'm figuring she's trying to show, you know, relationships and the way she perceives them, you know, culturally. And I we found it incredibly interesting. You know, it wasn't much. I didn't see 
mean, there are obviously cultural differences, but, you know, the way people interrelate and so forth. I and mean, people are people. Yeah. But uh, it was, it, it's, I think it's good for, you know, anybody to check out somebody else's situation. Sure. And see how they relate together. So uh, we enjoyed the chai and we've watched several programs that are essentially all, that are all black actors. And uh, it's just really amazing. You know, it's, it's cool. Yeah. The, a lot of it's about young kids and their relationships with their parents and a lot of things are exactly the same. And a lot of things are quite different. Are very different. There you go. Yeah. We have kind of focused in your mother well, now really you're... doesn't like. Yeah. So we're on to now uh, British who, uh, British detective shows. Uh, which, which I, really, thought, I thought you were watching the Naked Dating show or whatever that was. Which We did watch that. I, I was that talking was, to Stacy about it and she seemed very uninterested in the show. Which I, I would would have given it a shot, you know, why not? Well, it was it was interesting only for the first <laughs> one or two episodes. And then <laughs> what is there to see? I mean, you got, you know, naked bodies and it it was it's a British it was British. It oh. was not an American production. Oh. And of uh the Americans would never allow that on television. I don't know That's about that. Okay. I mean, you you know, you're dealing with HBO and you know, Max and these right. private, effectively, what are yeah. private channels? No, I so, mean more like I mean, you know, they're like but a I don't know. But I think station. funnel. I think funnel nudity in the U.S. is kind of like the ultimate no-no, right? The ultimate taboo. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Brits are not. That doesn't bother them. Well, I don't think it's been an issue ever. Yeah. So well, probably uh, European. The Europeans are much less. Much less. The taboos about, you know, the body, the uh, human body, and uh, and I mean, as one of Stacy's friends so eloquently put it, and it, and it holds. It's a mantra that holds to almost everything. It's not a big deal until you make it a big deal, and so mm -hmm. frontal nudity is not a big deal until it's made a big deal but it's always been a big deal but when you yeah if you portray it that way and you tell people it's a big deal then it's a, then it, it, you've just created a big deal well this uh, the sex has always been a taboo in this country in this country that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah, it's, yeah so it's been made yeah. a big deal of course but, but, it, but, but it's it always been a big but deal. It, but if it wasn't if it was if it was if it was oh, just sure. part of you know, it's part of who, the, who the, you are, your life sure. or whatever, yeah. then it's part of life, whatever. Right. Just same thing with alcohol and in Europe as a, as to the way it is looked at here in the United States. Well, that's true. That it that it's a way more uh, just, you know, another aspect of life there well, they, and you're introduced to it and, you know, kind of told like what it is and 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 you can partake and but here you can't it's it's heavily restricted and yeah you know and and unfortunately i feel like here it some when you make something taboo it only seems to make it more attractive really As you a, mean like drugs Drugs, alcohol, full frontal nudity. There you go. You know, whatever whatever you want. Sex. Yeah. You know, the the more you want to tell 
somebody that, hey, you really don't want to do that, kind of makes you really want well, to do it. Well, <laughs> I mean, some of it is, yeah, you look at the history. I don't know if we want to get into this, but if you look at, if you look at the history of, of drugs, you know, originally, I mean, there was no prohibit, there was no prescript proscription against drugs in this country, right? And uh, opium, you know, was brought he here and and really grabbed hold, and it was creating a monumental mess. That was, you know, that was the basis. But you know, drinking, I mean, the alcohol when the, when the U.S. when they passed prohibition, you know, the world. I mean, or at least Europe knew this was doomed to failure. You know, there was never any way that this was going to be successful. The government tried it, you know, went on for however long it went on for, you know, during the 20s. Right. Late 20s and the end of the 30s. And what was the thought? <clears throat> what, what, as you see it, what was, it was the thought process behind prohibition? What, what, why, well, it was, why there, there was a lot of, there were abuses, there were a lot of abuses in um, small towns and uh, neighborhoods. And so public drunkenness was getting to be a real, real problem. And uh, this temperance movement grabbed hold in the U.S. and uh, just kind of grabbed hold and, and it uh, got enough followers in, in, in the government where they decided that they were going to try this grand experiment, I think they called it. Right. And so they did. But all it did was uh, um, really organize crime. Um, this is where organized crime and government really fit together hand in glove. It was, you know, because Canada was, there wasn't any, any prescription against. Right. Uh, so booze was coming across, you know, organized crime was bringing in booze and making monster profits and. It just went on and on and on for years. Eventually, the government fi figured out that they just, it just wasn't going to work. Right. And besides, they were missing out on all the revenue from the uh, excise taxes. Yes. So it was a combination. So that, that was it. Really all boils yeah. down to money at the end of the day. There you go. You know, how can we profit? Well, the power to this? tax is the power to prohibit. Right. Okay. So don't want to get into taxes. That could be the next episode. Good. <laughs>